Welcome to Untangling Christianity. On this show, John and Greg attempt to diffuse destructive ideologies, unsnarl confused ideas, consider love and truth in Christianity. This episode picks up where the last one left off. We typically record, in fact, we always record with just audio so we can't see each other. But at the end of the previous episode, we flipped on video to just kind of do a post-podcast wrap-up. And one thing led to another, and we ended up in an even more energetic, deeper conversation. So I usually leave the recorder rolling, and I did it this time as well. So I've salvaged it and turned it into this podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you might want to go back and listen to that one first because it kind of flows more naturally into this one but it also kind of stands on its own. So there we go. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating from the vigorous conversation. <laughs> That's good. It's really good. You know, I think we're making some interesting headway. Yeah. Going down some trails. I mean, that's funny, John. We've never really done this whole problem of evil thing. We, I thought we had. I thought we had. No, How you don't. The problem of evil. Like what kind of. No, I feel like no, I feel like we have. No, and that's where I was going to answer the question, which is it doesn't have to be answered because God is mysterious and we can't figure it out. <laughs> We've no, I'm serious. I'm serious. That's what 95 95- tell and you're like you're like you're pushing the here's what my Christianity in the past said. Be, wow. like, that was easy. That was easy. Yeah. That was easy. <laughs> I've got the Christian easy button right here. <laughs> uh, seriously. No, that's that's like seriously, if I was to sit down with Who's going to be like, how do you make sense of this? You're like, well, you know, I mean, we can't understand it all. It's kind of mysterious. And it's I like, like the head lol. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I'm, not mock, I'm not intending to mock him, but it's, it's no, kind of no, like it would be this kind of like, you know, he it just kind of it just kind of like makes it go away. And it's like, well, that's not really an answer. The answer is that God is mysterious and we can't really understand it all. To which yeah. I used to just swallow hook line and sinker but i don't mm. know i'm not satisfied with that anymore but then what's, oh. <laughs> what was that oh that was, that was easy oh you have the easy button <laughs> <laughs> right there on the computer so yeah no the, i mean this would be the whole yeah i feel like i had this conversation with someone recently and yeah, and it was along these lines of like, well, you know, we we can't really totally figure it out because we've had this conversation a thousand times. We're finite humans. We can't completely understand it. God is beyond us and you just kind of need to be okay with that at a certain point. But of course, that line is different for every person. And, you know, where it is for me is I've pushed it too far. I need to just have a little more faith and pull it back in the other direction. Now you're getting me torqued up here. <laughs> you don't want to stop. Dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we should have kept the tape rolling. That's still rolling. Don't <laughs> yeah. always cuts it, but then it's still going. So I just leave always... it go. I just let it go because sometimes we'll like be like 10 minutes later and then Greg drops a, a golden nugget. <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> Maybe sometime we should try like just a video like there's on the one hand I like no video on the other hand there's like stuff yeah you can I, see like hey I'm getting bored you probably should wrap it up here <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, yeah, I took I off my earbuds and went upstairs and came back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we now? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, we have talked about it. I guess we doesn't doesn't feel like we've kind of dug into it though in some of the ways that we dug into it here. Yeah. No. Maybe I, I just don't, I feel like you've dug into it with your the situation with your dad and the car accident and yeah. I feel like we've talked about evil a lot in the context of like your dad and sexual abuse and th- I would say those are the two big examples of evil that I would say you bring up like on a regular basis is like this is just flat out evil and just mm-hmm. there's no beating around the, this was just flat out evil. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, just going in this direction was really interesting. We, we have never gone there before. I mean, I think that's a fairly radical thing. I, I mean, I said it as a question, but I'm proposing it, right? <laughs> I've I've got my mind made up on it. Made in up a in what sense? Way. Uh, I don't think that there can be authenticity. That the genuineness of one's relationship with God and with oneself is in part. And this is where I'd be willing to, obviously, you know, you know, you could say, oh, well, in part. Yeah, in part. In part is based on having essentially gone through the process, the question asking process, and being in a state of having asked, which doesn't mean I've got an answer, which doesn't mean I like my answer, you know, because I think, I think the only time we really seem to say we, we don't have an answer is when we're actively asking the question. Because I think that there's still this... Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? Well, it's this idea that when we're talking with people, I am never, you know, it's like, it's like Christianity in the West. I'm never telling somebody about Jesus. I'm telling somebody about Jesus again. They already, already know, right? They already are already there, this whole idea of, um, <laughs> you know, evil and all these things. They're, they're just saturated within our culture. We're like an information-saturated culture. And so I think what's going on is we're kind of recalling them to that conversation. We're asking them to participate where at various stages where they've had opportunities, they've said, you know, no, 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 you know, and sort of backed off or whatever. Or I just don't think there are any people who are so, you you just can't be. I mean, it's in cartoons, it's in movies, you know, it's real. You, you, You can't ignore it. It's not a dream. And so I think the only time we don't have an answer to the question is when we're literally facing it in some some certain like in philosophy they talk about the difference between the problem of evil and the question of evil. The question of evil, and I know it sounds funny, but it's the way it is. The question of evil is this kind of general vague idea. Let's take an evil that you could imagine. The problem of evil is this thing happened in Paris. This thing happened in this place. This thing happened to you. This thing happened to John. This thing happened to your mom. You know, and so philosophers, I mean, this, again, it sounds academic and silly, but it's true, uh, have moved away from the question of evil. The only thing still on the table is the problem of evil. So the kind of hypothetical thing, you know, which was... In other words, the question of evil, in other words, everyone agrees that evil happens and is real. That's been decided? Well, there's no longer any philosophical discussion on these things like, you know, if we could say that this wasn't the best of all worlds, then, you know, could we have a world without evil? So I, I guess maybe, yeah, and what you're saying, it's, it, that's accurate. But we've kind of moved away from this hypothetical discussion to uh, an instantiated uh, time and space historical moment discussion. And it can be anyone you can pick, right? But um, which sounds like, well, 
why, why, what the heck took them that long? We, we've all had bad things happen. Like, can't we get on the bus and say everybody's, you know, sad about this? And yeah, it's a problem, but apparently it took some time. <laughs> I, I just think we're, we're really good at, I, I just, when you were talking about it, like everyone's aware, I just had a picture of like a giant field of sand with ostrich butts in the air and, <laughs> the sand. and just like, like here's the city of Portland as, as demonstrated by, you know, a hundred thousand ostriches with their heads in the sand. Just, we're really good at, deceiving ourselves and just or, or saying oh that's someone else's problem right oh, yeah that, that's like it's like oh yeah that that's awful okay now what's for dinner you know yeah uh, and and i'm not immune to that right yeah and i think this is this is part of why christianity is feels really phony i think to a lot of people because mm-hmm. you're like wow you're, you're you're spouting off this stuff and your your mouth is moving but i don't see you really dealing with the true pain and suffering Right? That's exactly what I'm thinking, because it yeah. does feel phony when you can't go there, or it's like you go there and they're like, "You're not there." You're just kind of making the moves. You're saying the words, but you're disconnected. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like when I say, "Can we have that genuine relationship if we haven't gone there?" Regardless of how we've maybe come out of there or we're still stuck there. And yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think our. Um, difference of view is maybe I would say that those people who have their heads in the sand have still like just through their through popular culture through YouTube through um, like the internet they know that these bad things happen oh, I, I'm not saying they're not get aware. in far enough yeah they're, they're aware but it's, it's yeah. this but in terms remove, of grappling yeah. with it no yeah. that's interesting that's really interesting because I found myself so I Try not to follow the news too closely because it just depresses Neither me. Neither do I. <laughs> but no, but this is fascinating. I found myself with this Paris thing not mm. wanting to think about it. I found myself kind of like, I can't solve it. There's nothing I can do about it. Stop reading articles about it, you idiot. Like, <laughs> you're just going to get depressed. Like, no, I, I found myself kind of consciously, unconsciously just saying... And granted, I'm still reading the news, but but I, there, there was this sense of like just just avoid it. Is that mm. kind of what you're getting at? Well, sort of a no, right? Like I, I think what I'm trying to say is there's an awareness that evil is there. Uh, here, let, let's let's go back to the philosophical thing. Everybody's already at the problem. Nobody's still at the question. What does that Everybody mean? knows something that's real enough to them. Well, the whole idea in philosophy that you could kind of treat it as this kind of ambiguous, uh, non-specific thing. This hypothetical evil. Yes. There's a hypothetical evil. What We're if? beyond that. We are all beyond that. We are all on the problem of evil. And how I do think, we? Okay. So, so now that we all agree yeah. that there is evil, what do we do about it? How do we process it? What, what conclusions do we come to? Yeah, yeah, that whole that whole deal, you know, and and I think I would say to Charlie to to, to what I think I hear you saying, I think some of us are actually, and I'm I'm not really being like entirely underhanded when I say this, very skilled at ignoring, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, well, I, I avoid the news as well. the The Paris thing, like the thing that really hit me is I was I happened to be driving in the car and I turned on NPR and they had a they do beautiful radio segments, right? Uh-huh. And I was thinking of your, you know, radio recording work you've done. And it was actually a wonderful 
personal story of someone who was in the building when they were shooting people and she climbed up to the roof and escaped into adjoining building. Wow. And she was re- recounting her experience and how some people couldn't make the climb because they had been shot in the leg and they died. And so she's grappling with this awfulness. Like I, I, she can't get back to work. She can't get back to school. She's stuck. And she kept on returning to the site to lay flowers on the grave and, and, you know, at this corner where it happened and she had happened to meet a guy who was also had the same stricken expression. He had been in a nearby cafe and they connected and they were now dating, mm-hmm. you know, as the result of this experience. So it was, it was this wonderful emotionally, you know, story that just grabbed you by the guts. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was a redemptive part that suddenly these two people who would have never connected, connected deeply over this tragic experience. Mm-hmm. So, all of that to say is, is I think we we don't grapple with that. I avoid the news, and, and I think it's a level to you know, does it do me a lot of good to go grapple with the evil that's happened over in hmm. Syria, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm million, you know, not millions, but thousands of miles away. I don't know anyone there, you know. I, I mean, I guess theoretically as a Christian, I could pray, and that that seems like a reasonable thing to do, but it's this very distant, like, mm. pray for the starving people in Africa, you know? <laughs> like, it's no yeah. one I know. It's it's like, what, do you, you want to ship my dinner to Africa that, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the classic <laughs> parent move there. Yeah. So hard to connect to. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, it, it's grappling with the problem of evil, mm. but it's also doing it in a way that I can – integrate into my life mm-hmm. right and, and that's one of the interesting things about the thing i went to last night which mm-hmm. is they were talking about this person who came out of human trafficking but there's a nonprofit here that's that's um working using men to limit demand for for buying prostitution so the way they do that is they put up ads on these sites where people go find prostitutes and they intercept the call because it's not a real ad. It's like a fake ad. And then they just have a conversation with the guy. And they, they're like, for every minute I'm on the phone, that's a minute they're not talking to a prostitute and setting up, you know, mm-hmm. and these prostitutes, probably almost all of them are in sex trafficking, right? They're, they're yeah. probably not there because they want to be. Um, so th- they were doing something and then they passed that information on to the police and the police have actually – been able to pursue, I think, the top, you know, four of their top five because they get like repeat callers, like, huh. and like, and and it was it was just a really interesting thing. Of they say it's really hard. This is like you're grappling with a dark underbelly, right? And you wanna, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So any anyway, I just it's just yeah. trying to integrate this this sense of evil, and then what can I do? Like like, who so am you, I? So you were feeling like this thing that you went to last night was more accessible to you as something you could do to grapple with the issue versus Syria. Is that yeah. what? It, evil exists. I agree with you, Greg. Evil exists, right? I've integrated enough to say that evil can exist and there still can be a God, right? And, mm. and that's because of sin, right? So, so, so I, I think, I think at least at some level, I have that kind of straight in my head, right? And that's largely due to liberty. So now I'm here, and it's like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to have this sense of connection to God, 
and and I want to you know continue to to grow, move forward, and change, improve all that stuff. How do I do that, right? Hmm. Um, and I think grappling with evil in a way that I can impact and fight against it and stand against this stuff is is um, is important work, and is part of it. That the the um, I'm trying to remember Rebecca's last name. I don't remember, but she was the she was the survivor who was speaking. Right. She goes, um, we would pick up our clients at strip clubs. So their their pimp would take them into a strip club and they'd be doing lap dances. Mm. And he'd be sitting there smoking in the corner and then he would watch whoever bought the most lap dances and said, Okay, I want you to I want you to go hit up that guy to get you to take you home. Right? And and mm. and, and she was if she didn't do it, he would beat her and she was also holding, you know, her daughter hostage. Right. So it's just this awful, horrific stuff. But she goes, you know, you guys need to speak out against this stuff. So like if a group of guys at work say, hey, let's go to a strip club or, you Mm -hmm. know, it's the bachelor party thing. And I know probably most of us aren't in those environments, but like Mm -hmm. you're feeding that engine and that beast. Yeah. When people do that, even if they're right. So if a group of guys at work happen to go out and go to a strip club. They're they're feeding money into that kind of arena. Yeah. So so yeah, it's I the see. sense of you know where where does this problem of evil intersect my life and the mm. things that I do, and how should I be acting differently? You know. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's hear. That's really helpful to hear you say that. I guess because I didn't have much of a choice. You know, it's just part of my life. Um. And, and I don't want to say. That people have to live their lives the way I do and make the same sort of, you know, go down the same paths or, you know, have the same interests or whatever. And that's, I don't think I'm saying that. And I hope it's not coming across that way. But yeah, there's just something about, hmm. yeah, I, I, it's interesting when you say that, like, how can I, how can I engage with it? And I, you know, I think that whole thing, you know, when you're talking about Paris, you're talking about Syria or any of those things, I, I think we do have to say today, I have this much space today. I have this much space today. I have no space, no space, no space, no space. You know, it could be that way for a long time. And I, I don't, so I don't think it's this kind of ongoing constant engagement so much as it is. Yeah. Carrying a certain understanding of the situation with us that will allow us to Engage with ourselves and God rightly first and then with others. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, there's more there. I can't, I can't unpack it, but yeah. yeah. That's really helpful. I appreciate you mentioning the situation. The, you know, it was just last night, huh, the, the presentation. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it, for, th- this is the aspect of having – you know, it, it's um, what you call it experiences and understanding, right? Mm-hmm. So last night was an experience. How does mm-hmm. that experience overlap with my understanding of God? Yeah. You know, does my understanding of God work with the sense of, hey, there's this woman who in six years was trapped in sexual slavery? Can I interject just for a second on that exact topic? So I'm sitting, and I've probably told you this story before, John. I'm sitting in one of my classes. It's my first uh, year of. Uh, I did a graduate degree at a place called Regent. It's in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm in the class. And I, <laughs> I 
could tell you who it was with. And we're all going through the semester and everybody's getting this sense from the prof. And finally, somebody asked the question and they didn't go to the really absurd end of the spectrum, but they went exactly there. And they said to the prof, is it God's will that there are prostitutes? Prof says, absolutely, it's God's will that there are prostitutes. Hold on, I'm, I'm, did you say something, John? <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> okay, because I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sure I told you that. Did I not tell you that? No, I, no. And, and I, you know, I, this, this was just a series of, of, of misadventures because, well, I think it's worse than that. But, you know, he said that and then I just was like, forget it. And I said, Do you, you know, I just was, I I'd completely disagree. You know, where this is a lecture hall format. I completely disagree. Dietrich Bonhoeffer and blah, blah, blah. You know, plot to blow up Hitler. Uh, he was right. History's proved him right. Uh, but this is part of the way he has integrated the problem of evil and God. And so I don't know what he would say. He would probably say to this woman last night, that's so great. Good for you. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I guess it was God's will that she got out of it. Maybe it's not God's will that all these other people get out of it. But I guess this is some of the stuff that for me means, you know, at the end of the day, my Christianity is either possible or repugnant to someone. And I don't think it's just a matter of taste. You know, he likes my prof's view. So he likes that Christianity. I don't like my prophecy, so I don't like that Christianity. Like, I think it's more than just preference. But So that's kind of an example. I don't know how that hits you, but hits you both. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get a little mix there. Um, so when I think about flavors of Christianity, like mm. I already <laughs> talked about I, Calvinism. <laughs> you know, like, for whatever reason, I just I couldn't stomach it. Now, I, I don't. Someone who resonates with Calvinism, I, I, I think there is room inside of. Well, yeah, and, and did he get it all wrong? Like, is all of it wrong? I know I've been kind of snickering, but I mean, in some of the stuff that Greg and I have talked about, I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that, and it sounds like you had the same experience. I'm guessing Calvin got some things right too. I would I, guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, we used to talk about this, which is you know, major on the majors, not on the minors, and like trying to separate what's important and what's not. So, so I, I guess being able to explain evil seems like it's pretty important. I, I've, I've talked to my son about my Libri experience, right? Because I think my, my son's still trying to find God. Like, mm. I don't know if he's really bought into the Christianity thing, right? Right. And I, I'm probably overreacting to my youth, which was, hey, this is what you'll believe, and, and here, here it is, and, and let me pound it into you till you parrot it back very carefully, right? You're not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just to be okay. clear. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, if that wasn't clear. So so we're leaving him room to ask questions and go through the struggles and, and have conversations. And it's kind of a hard place to be because I don't want him to make a lot of missteps. I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Um, but what I told him is I said, look, you know, I went to Labrie because I needed to have answers that made sense intellectually. I couldn't just stomach the, it feels good. Do you feel it? <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, okay, that's, that's fine. But turn the lights down, <laughs> turn the music up. <laughs> yeah. So, so I said, you know, I think you go pursue truth and when you get to the bottom, you're going to find God. Hmm. And, and that's what I believe. And if you don't, then, then maybe you need to rethink things. <laughs> right. Hmm. I, I think in, in really grappling with evil, you, you, you know, Storyland had this thing, which is, um, what do they call it? 
I don't know, but basically seeing the world like it is, right? So if there's awfulness and evil in the world, like like don't ignore it. Don't pretend mm-hmm. it's not there. Don't don't sing a wonderful praise song. Like feel sad, grapple with it. Live in that like that's that's what it is right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. and I've really appreciated I think that you know, the churches we ended up in are churches where you could do that. Where there was, you know, you could grieve, you could cry. You could be happy, right? There was room for that inside of the context. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on that all diatribe. But no, that was helpful. <laughs> What's that? I said you pushed a button. Did it? Well, someone pushed mine there. I think we're getting some interesting places. And I just want to highlight your last comment, Charlie, which I thought was really, really spot on, which was, you know, majoring on the majors and what – so out of that, what are the majors? Yes, because so, there's not I, agreement on that. No, there's not. <laughs> there's not. So that that's really interesting. Yeah, that, that's probably like a foundational debris discussion, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Untangling Christianity podcast. Notes and links for this episode are at untanglingchristianity.com. We welcome your thoughts and comments both at the website and our private Facebook group. If you'd like to join the private Facebook group, let us know your email address in the sidebar of the website to receive notes and links for each episode, and we'll send you an invite to our private group. Or you can send your thoughts or request to join the group by email. Send those emails to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com. Music on this podcast is made possible by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons license. Tune in next week for a new episode.